0: Hello and welcome to Off The Shelf Reviews. I like to watch. And I'm Gary. And today we're going to review and discuss Being There, which released in 1979. Based on the book and a screenplay by Jersey Kaczynski and uncredited Robert C. Jones and directed by Hal Ashby. Ian, why don't you give us the synopsis?
1: Well, the story follows Peter Sellers playing Chance the Gardener. He is a man with some mental deficiencies who has been locked in a house gardening for the majority of his life. When he finally is allowed out into the real world and has the freedom to walk around, he interacts with many different people and his status in society starts to rise at an unprecedented rate. Sold up. Ever watch a game on TV and see the players chugging down this stuff? Ever wonder why? So we've talked about
0: director Hal Ashby before, especially with Harold and Maud. Yeah. But I didn't realize that Peter Sellers was the one who was really sort of petitioning to get this film made and also to play the the lead role. Yeah. Now, he's most famous for his role in the Pink Panther movies. Yes, yes. uh, But before this film came around, like 10 years before this film would even be made, where he wanted to get it made, his career was kind of waning a little bit. His popularity had dropped. His critical responses were pretty low. But then after the revival of Pink Panther, yeah, very successful movies as well. So he was back on the top of his game again, and so that's when they turned around and went, okay, let's have a look at being there. Yeah, and he had already you know, well prepared for this role. He had even sent the author of the book like a letter saying, I've, you, "I'm your gardener." Like that's how much he knew wow. that this role was meant for him. Yeah, and uh, he he practiced. He uh, one of his inspirations. I think one of his greatest inspirations was was Stan. Uh, you know, The Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it literally borrowed some of his mannerisms, the way that he spoke. Yeah. And uh, and really, you can see that come through on the screen. But yeah, this is one of those films. It's from 1979. Uh, it's getting on in its years now. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to Criterion and the wonderful, wonderful sort of Blu-ray restoration of this film. It looks absolutely fantastic now. And uh, and it's probably one of those uh, great American films that's now mostly been forgotten.
1: Yeah um first time first time for me to watch this movie i mean we were talking about which film we should review next and gary said oh we've got being there with peter sellers and just the name peter sellers jumped out at me and i was like you know what in fucking 10 years of doing film reviews peter sellers has not turned up on our list not yet no you know we haven't done dr strange love or how i came to love the bomb we haven't done any of the pink Panther movies you know so i was just like you know what let's just just, just take a gamble let's go with this peter sellers movie and um, I'll be honest, my mother taught me when I was young, like, if I've got nothing good to say, I shouldn't say anything. But nobody ever fucking taught me what I should say if I've got nothing but good things to fucking say. Let it all out, let it share all, it love. the love. Fucking let it all out, <laughs> share love. And I said to Gary before we turned the camera on, it's just like, I feel kind of bad now because I don't think I can actually ever have a conversation with somebody about films if they are the type of person who just goes uh shit i didn't like it because those types of people will never ever watch this film uh, and i and i don't mean that harshly i'm not saying that they will never you know take it upon themselves to watch it i get that i think it's it's definitely not you know your popcorn movie oh, yeah. right it's not your popcorn movie but if you ever ever thought about actually sitting down and enjoying or a movie or learning something from film. This is that film. I mean, like we said, Peter Sellers. Everybody, as soon as you say Peter Sellers, if you didn't know about him, you certainly would immediately go, well, Doctor Strangelove or Pink Panther. Right. For me now, it's being there. If you've never heard of Hal Ashby, if you never watched Harold and Maud, you fucking owe it to yourself to watch this film film because it's just oh my god like i don't want to be i don't want to come across like a fucking asshole but it's so good yeah it's (laughs) so beautiful just even the beginning the opening sequence of just chance in bed watching tv waking up to his routine i love that the film title pops up
0: and he's just there going like he's you know he's just woke up yeah, you know and it's just like yeah. he's about to go about his routine just, yeah. and it's mostly starts with watching TV. He just sits there with his remote and he's like oh, I'm done listening to the music. Oh, his,
1: let's watch a cartoon. His whole <laughs> his whole entire life is revolved around TV. It's relatable. Yeah, <laughs> totally relatable. There are there are moments where you're thinking how can he be distracted by TV and it's it's because you learn so much from his character that they the the film actually doesn't tell you. Yeah, just you the just... way he carries himself, his mannerisms, his yeah.
0: quiet reservedness. Uh, but you do understand that there's something off kilter, something not quite right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Luis, the other sort of maid of the house, yeah. reports to him, like near breakfast time, that the owner of the house has passed away. Yeah. Uh, we don't really know what the rest of the relations kind no. of are, whether you know, it was his dad or his brother or anything like no, that no, to nothing. begin with. But it's the fact that, there's a non-reaction, like it doesn't register. Yeah. And so you, you might assume it's a kind of shock, you know, it's a kind of not dealing with it right now. And he's just like, I'd like some eggs, please.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> I'd like she, my breakfast, Louise. And she's yeah. like, did you not hear what I just said? And he's like, yes. Right? <laughs> so it's like, what, what, what's going on here?
0: But then she uh, basically says like, you know, I'm leaving now. You yeah. know, we won't see each other again. Like now that he's gone, I'm leaving. And he just carries on his routine still. He yes. doesn't know any better. Doesn't know. Um, and we don't really get a sense of how much time has passed because, you know, everything's all of a sudden covered with white sheets. And, you know, and it it's a parallel to obviously the body, you know, has the sheet yeah. put over yeah, it and yeah, yeah. now everything else is covered in sheets. It's like everything's dead. And he interprets it as the house is being closed down. Yeah. And yeah. that's when Palmer turns up with his wife.
1: <laughs> yeah. Palmer, David Clennon, you know, fucking I, I was so shocked when I saw his name on the list. And I was even more shocked to find out that Richard Dysort was in it as well, who yeah. plays Dr. Allenby. So we got two pre-thing, pre-thing <laughs> fucking actors in this movie. So immediately, the movie in my mind just went Pew, to the moon, baby. <laughs> fucking. It like, they both get introduced separately.
0: And I'm like, there's no way these characters are ever going to meet on screen. But like an hour and a half into uh, the film,
1: they're at a bar. And uh, I was like, Yes! You know, <laughs> so good, like, like they're talking about chance, and I'm like, secretly, they're gonna do a blood test on him and find right. out if he, <laughs> he's an imposter,
0: Mr. Franklin. I must ask you and
1: Miss Hayes to keep this incident with Mr. Gardner strictly to yourselves. Hmm. There's no telling what he could have been involved in. Hmm. <laughs> but, but Thomas Franklin, played by David Clennon, he turns up, and and it's his job to sell off the estate. He's he's a lawyer um, and he's going around, he's getting ready to, to sell the house or the property and all that. And he comes across Chance, who's still in the house. He's, Chance, We like I said, we don't know how long he's been there for, but he's literally been getting up, doing the same routine every day, waiting for Louise to bring him his breakfast, but she's not coming. And he, he doesn't register that. I, I absolutely love that bit where Peter Sellers went into the room with the old man and he pulled back the sheet, put the hand on his head, and then he sat down and there was just brief tears in his eyes. He carried on watching TV, but there was, there was, in Peter Sellers face, this hint of emotion that he was sad Mm -hmm. that the person had died. But you don't know anything about the relationship. And so then when Thomas Franklin is explaining to, to Chance, like, what do you do here? Oh, I'm the gardener. Well, there's no records of them having a gardener. Yes. And it's like, what is your claim against this estate? Are you after money? No, no claim. And he's just, you know, immediately you could kind of come across, oh, he's naive. He doesn't know. He's being secluded from the world and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, there's just this goodness in him that there's no hostility. There's no hatred. There's no you know he could easily just work in the garden as long as you get feeding him every day that would be his life he's just so content
0: yeah yeah but they they tell him like you know get, you have to lawyer up or get out yeah <laughs> and he's just like oh, i don't understand and before you know it you see him packing his suitcase he's rolling yeah, up his clothes
1: I, that was the moment i i just that was the thing i said to you before turning the camera on that was the moment i realized that he actually kind of knew certain things because i i when they were telling him to get out of the house i thought he was gonna you know i thought he was gonna maybe i am sam and go mental and have a breakdown and get emotional and things like that this that's not chance chance goes up into his attic gets out a suitcase starts packing his stuff and then that music started to kick in gary That music space was odyssey is great fucking ace <laughs> yeah oh man it's it's so good because it
0: plays uh, you think they're just going to play a part of it but they play the entire song out as uh he's walking through i mean the moment he leaves the house because he's so well dressed yeah and the house is well kept yeah when he comes out into this environment which we find out he's never left the house no and we see like there's all these homeless people there's poverty there's graffiti yeah there's these broken down cars i'm like this is he's he is a homeless person
1: now He yeah. is in like his world but i i thought he was coming i thought he was going to step out from like a big mansion or something i did not expect him just to step out into a normal street yeah because he didn't
0: feel befitting of it yeah you know? he was out of it literally he's now a fish out of water yeah yeah um and this entire montage is that music is playing as he's going around oh, you know he talks to a so police beautiful. officer and tells him that that tree needs medical emergency care yeah you
1: know he uh, he ends up um he ends up getting that knife shoved in his face from a bunch of gang members because right. he, he, you know, he, he needs a garden to look after. It's,
0: it's an awesome. I mean, because this film is, it's, it's a comedy. Yeah. Uh, but it's a very subtle comedy. But there are a few gags. There are a few moments, and this is one of them where he ends up pulling out his TV remote, It's <laughs> like he's trying to change the channel. like, yeah. I'm tired of this. I don't like it. But obviously, it doesn't work. Yeah. And he ends up, he ends up leaving. And, I, uh, I
1: fucking cried when he turned to the lady in the middle of the street and he went. Will you make me some food? Because he just he, <laughs> he just, saw a, he just saw a black woman and that's what and all he's known. Excuse me. I'm very hungry. Could you give me some lunch? It's an girl show, sir. It's a- yeah, and there, there's a lot of things in the movie that like if you if you're if you're if you're a smart film viewer, and I don't mean that in a harsh way, but if you're watching the film language and the script and the way it's written, there are some things that you might go, "Ooh, I don't know if you can say that nowadays." But the thing is, they were saying it in '79, and it's very relevant nowadays as well. Yeah, that some things might come across as oh it's it's very racial, it's racist or things like that. But you have to understand that this character, Pierre Seller's character Chance, he doesn't know any different. You know, he hasn't he hasn't been taught any different. He honestly just he knows louise had dark skin and she brought him food so he just applies that same mentality to everything else that he's going into into the world that's when we realize how childlike yeah. and naive or innocent
0: he really is he yeah. doesn't understand really what's going on he's and he's homeless he's got nowhere to go he's just going yeah you know like where is this going to lead i'm just like i feel you know sympathetic to him I'm yeah. like, i feel nervous like where is this, where, where is he going to land and uh, in that moment with the music crescendos, where he's watching himself on TV yes, for the first yes. time. And of course, there's the moon there as well. So you're getting, again, the 2001 parallels. Yeah. Uh, but he ends up backing up into the road and uh, ends up getting crushed between two cars as a limousine reverses into him. And lo and behold, this would be the twist of fate, uh, the chance encounter, I guess, <laughs> yeah. that would catapult, you know, the rest of the narrative. And uh, he's basically been backed into by the wife of uh, one of the wealthiest men in the world. Yeah. And uh, they, you know, they take him in. They're going to take him to the hospital. Uh, but they decide maybe it's best because my husband's got lots of doctors looking after him at home. Yeah. We'll just take you there. We'll take we, don't, you there. we can avoid all the legal stuff, and we'll just patch you up there. Uh, but again, you get these sweet moments where she offers him a drink because he's like, I'm still really hungry and I haven't God, had anything to yeah. drink. Oh. I'm like, I don't know if, if 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 Chance has had any food or drink since Louise left. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. like, how many days has it been? It could have been well, a I week, two know. weeks. Things so I'm like, like it, yeah. uh, But he ends up, she ends up pouring him an alcoholic drink and he starts coughing and spluttering <laughs> it whilst he's trendy. trying to say his name. And so it gets misconstrued. Yeah. So chance becomes Chancey Gardner. Yeah. Uh, not Chance the Gardener. Yeah. So he's now got this fancy name, and he's already wearing a fancy, fancy suit. Cl- yeah. So it it's literally from this point onwards a series of assumptions that people make that humans do all the time. It's shorthand knowledge. You know, you see someone in a in a in a shirt and and shorts, you're know, like, slacker. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but people do—they shorthand yeah, they those do. straight they away.
0: Yeah, um, and and uh, and and I like that because it's because we because we know because we've already spent like ten minutes with Chance. Yeah, we know, that's it. We we've only had is, ten minutes. Yeah, except, but we know. But then it's fun, and that's where I guess a lot of the comedy comes from—is those misunderstandings yeah, as it... people start to think that he is an elevated man of, of, of business or yeah. wealth.
1: Yeah, uh, when we know where he's just come from. I mean, like I said, that brandy situation in the limo was absolutely funny because I saw her pour on the glass, and my brain was like, "I don't think he's drink drunk alcohol ever, ever, ever <laughs> in his life," and he, and it's the fact that Peter Sellers doesn't try to sip it or anything; he obviously just goes with it down because he's absolutely thirsty, and it just burns his throat. And the way he acts, like he's, he's never tasted it before, and she's she's trying to talk to him. Eve Eve Rand, played by Shirley MacLaine, you know, she's trying to. I stay on his good side I suppose because you know they don't want to get sued or anything and she's just really kind of taken back and kind of shocked with just how easy he is like oh can I watch t- TV in your limo she's like okay and so he does and then you have that fucking basketball fucking video (laughs) play which was just some of the weirdest fucking and i was loving that all of the tv interactions that you were getting kind of went in hand in hand with the the scenes that you were watching as well absolutely because
0: chance will borrow a lot of the stuff that he sees on tv and use it in his day-to-day or in his you know um different encounters that he has throughout the film yeah i want to say as well there was a special credit to the person that did all the research and selected all it, it, the footage it, it, yeah, yeah. to go in the film because it couldn't have just been any random channel it no. was all pre-selected stuff that would matter and be important and of course actual televised things as well yeah. so i was like that was really well done really like that
1: yeah and so it turns out that eve ran shirley mclean's character like gary said uh, is married to one of the wealthiest men in the world um Ben Rand, uh, played by Melvin Douglas, who I was very surprised by. We'd, we'd already done the him in, changeling, the changeling yeah, and I yeah. also thought well, he was absolutely outstanding in that. How's he gonna be in this? And he, he's dying of um, a, a blood disease or something like that, and so he's obviously paying a lot of money for doctors to help him stay alive. Not in a not in an evil, sleazy, money-grabbing type of way. I'm, I, I'm sure that the Ben Rand character has done some things in his time to keep his business going. But at the same time what we see is a man who's trying to get everything in order before he passes so that he can know that his wife is taken care of and that she's you know looked after for the rest of her years as well you know and so when he has his interactions with chance it's so heartwarming because Like we said, Chance is like a new baby coming into the world. He's just walking around talking. The elevator sequences were fucking amazing. (laughs) There's a few of them, and he keeps asking questions like, Ooh, this is a very small room. Or has it got a television in here? And then there's that one where he sat there and the guy who's wheeling him around just bursts into laughter and is like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I thought you were going to say something funny about the elevator again. <laughs> oh, man. So how long are we going to spend in this room? <laughs> <laughs> that conversation was great. Yeah. Because it was just... Chance was asking about the elevator and the guy that's pushing the wheelchair thought he was talking about a doctor. And so while you're listening, they're they're getting information crossed, crossed, aren't they? And it's like, how long are we going to stay in this room? Oh, until the doctor says. And so Chance is like, I'm going to live in this elevator forever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's so it's it's really subtle comedy, but it's 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 not it's absurd,
1: <laughs> yeah. But
0: it, it's innocent as well, and the more pure uh, of a character that we see in 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 Chance, you know, you more you endear to him. So you want to see where where this character is going to end up next, because in the, a minute ago he was on the streets, and now oh, yeah. and now he's in in this wealthy mansion. It's like whoa.
1: Well, that's it. Doctor Allen B. Uh, Doc Copper from the thing uh, comes along, and he's wanted, you know, to check on the leg and make sure it's all fine and things like that. And so he suggests that Chance stays at the house for a couple of days, just just so that they can keep him on the observation. Which Chance is like, I'm fine. Yeah. I just I just w- watch TV. I tells suppose. him to take the weight off that leg. Yeah. <laughs> he just stands on one leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. he did. He just <laughs> stood on one leg while watching TV. <laughs> But it's the interactions with him and Ben as well, which I thought was outstanding. Because like, like I said, the Melvin Douglas actor, you know, he, he, he carries this experienced old man character really well. Like I said, we already had it in The Changeling. And so for this movie, he spends the majority of his time just lying in bed, looking like he's going to die at any moment. And it just works so well. Because then when he has in his interactions with Chance... And he's talking to him and Chance is just talking about gardening, yeah, you know, and just like just listening. He's just listening and just agreeing to when he. When but it he then to... kind of perks
0: up after yeah. having these conversations and then uh, they have that dinner table sequence. Yeah. And uh, and uh, they, you know, they, they really start to bond, you know, and uh, and then you end up having that moment where they're sat there uh sharing cigars. Cigars. Yeah. And uh, and. And Ben source of is explaining about the economy and his business, yeah, and he gets some insightful wisdom from chance, yeah uh, that he kind of interprets his own way, yeah and then goes, that's absolutely genius, yeah,
1: I'm going to make a trust fund and put money in it I'm going to put you in charge and I'm sat there like like what?" he was homeless he's not yeah. done anything he doesn't understand just...
0: properly has... what you're talking yeah, about he but is... he's just interpreting it his own way it's like a, he's like I don't know like like chance is kind of like the positive mirror the optimist is yeah. just reflecting back what people want or see in him about what he's saying as well and it's it's fascinating yeah. to watch the, this play out because at the same time we know as an audience the real, the real chance but yeah. it's interesting watching everyone
1: else see something different but that's it it's it's like they're they're all the main characters with their story going on and Chance shouldn't have as much of an impact as he does because he's not really doing anything or saying anything he's just there but then at the same time because he's being there I suppose yeah. he's he's having such a, a knock on effect with all these other people's lives where they're looking at it going oh maybe I was looking at things kind of wrongly you know maybe I should look at it as easy as Chance is there was a shot with the dinner I, I wanted to talk to you about which I was really surprised about was um, it, it cut to a camera shot where you had Chance sat in his chair Ben in his and the wife and the doctor sat but the, the where the camera was angled it all the other chairs on the left side blocked Chance's yeah. face. Yeah. And you could see everybody else. You could you could see uh, Ben. You could see Eve. You could see Doctor Allenby, and I just thought it was a really interesting shot because I've never actually ever seen a shot where somebody's actually tried to obscure the uh, the, 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 the main yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you get
0: the uh, the sort of the bird's eye view shot at one point, and you realize how massive this massive. table yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just like, well, what oh, a waste of a table, <laughs> you because know, it's like four of you <laughs> sat at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it shows their wealth and also shows how you know how how much they're wasting I guess yeah. at the same time it's just their perspective but then you get that camera perspective as well and uh it is interesting that I guess you know like chance
1: is for all intents and purposes kind of a blank slate well oh, that's it I wasn't too sure if the film was trying to tell me like he's not of this world like, yeah. like he is he's human or whatever but he's so special mm. like he's different to them you know, kind
0: of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there, there are some really good cinematography in oh, the film. There's God, some great yeah. shots, great angles. It's well lit, and uh, yeah, that dinner dinner scene table is is one of my favorites as well. Just yeah, from from the angles they use, the lighting they use, from the dialogue as well, and how we really connect all these characters now that they're all sort of talking together, and we find out that the president of the United States yes! is going to be visiting soon, uh, and Benjamin Rand really wants chance. To meet the president. Yeah. To share his insight into the economy, because
1: apparently the American economy is crashing at this point in time. Oh, whoops! Well, <laughs> surprise, surprise. Man, Jack Warden uh, playing the president. Uh, like I, have watched him a few times in some really good roles. I liked him in uh, Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. Nice. I liked him in The Replacements. I'll always remember him from the Problem Child <laughs> trilogy. <the> Problem <laughs> Child <laughs> I don't know why, but it's just that role. He's just, he's just a really good actor for doing this role of, you know, you're, you're, you're standard American guy. You know, just there, and and it was such. It's such a good sequence where they come into the library, you know, and they look up and the president's there reading books and he comes down and he he's so happy to see Ben. But then at the same time, it's like it's like they're close, but they're more business partners than actual friend friends. Yeah. Um. And then the way that Jack Warden, the president, kind of interacts with Chance, who we already know can't hold a conversation with anybody. He kind of just repeats or does other things that he sees other people do. Talks about gardening. Yeah, that's it. So he's shaking his hands, just like he saw the president shake hands on TV, because he thinks that's the way that people shake hands. And then they're sitting there, and like he kept trying to interrupt the president.
0: Yeah, because the president (laughs) went, by chance have you, (laughs) and and he would be like, yes.
1: Now, Ben, I was wondering if you had a chance to go. Did you happen to have a chance to go? Yes, by chance, yes.
0: <laughs> yes. And so the president literally had to change his words.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so that was great, yeah. And that's it. They're talking about the economy and, and the, the, the rising costs of things and what they want to do for the people of America. And so Chance just discusses about gardening. And he makes it sound so simple. But then at the same time, I'm sat there going, it totally makes sense. You do have a spring and summer and then autumn and winter comes along and that kind of is your, your your real down period where you don't have as much money coming in and people aren't buying anything. And then just like Chan says, but then you're back to spring and summer again.
0: And so the president's like, you know what? You've just made the entire world's problems yeah. so simple <laughs> yeah. by just talking about the seasons. It's yeah. like, Well, that's not, I mean, it comes across as really profound and interesting and wise. But in a weird way, it (laughs) It is. is
1: Because that's all he's ever done in that garden for the 60, 70 odd years that he must have been there. Because we understand that he he was there when he was younger. And so as the world has gone around him, as he's gotten older, he's just dealt with that garden. And so he understands that that's how the world works.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the president's giving a speech to the nation (laughs) and he addresses chance. And he's just like, I just met this uh, Benjamin's friend and advisor. And this is what he had to say. And the American people are like, yes, yeah, this is absolutely great. And then then we get all of these little narratives that go throughout the film where, you know, people are like, who is this person? Yeah, this wealthiest elite person in the president have talked about this person. The FBI are looking into it, the CIA are looking into it, the newspapers are looking into it, and like, we've got no record of this man, I'm like, well, first off, you don't even know his name, and (laughs) secondly, yeah, he didn't go to school, he doesn't have a a license, a wallet, a record, nothing, he's off the grid, it's so like, well, that's even more absurd, like, how could somebody have got through the cracks? He must be ex-FBI must have, <laughs> yeah. the files must have been yeah. burned it's a cover up what are they hiding I
1: love that the FBI we, we think either the FBI or CIA burnt all of his files well who did it we're not entirely sure neither of them knows <laughs> right. and yeah you, as the audience member you go well there, was, nothing, there nothing. is you nothing you won't find anything. find anything there's
0: a woman as well who's been tasked with finding out this information she's going to her boss like in this bar she's like look I've looked there's nothing, nothing. he's like keep trying she's like I'll quit, I I, quit. I can't. there's nothing I Yeah.
1: Quit. I love that conversation because the reporter, the, the, that same um, editor, chief, whatever, he rings Chance and he's asking Chance questions. And Chance is so distracted by the TV. He's watching the aerobics video. Yeah. <laughs> and and his answers are just... You know, there so You should
0: probably talk to Benjamin Rand about that because yeah. I don't know what my position is. So is then... it?
1: But I can't get hold of Ben Rand, so I'm asking you. No, no, you should ask Ben Rand about and the position. He just hangs up on him. And he just hangs up, yeah. And then the lady's just like, oh, um, there's a TV uh, production. They want to know if you'll do some interviews on TV tonight. He's like, I've yes. been on TV. I've been on TV? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you saw him with the fucking remote. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm like, oh no, it's all going to come crashing
0: down now. It's like the limelight is on him. There's no escaping this but he gets applauded when he walks up on stage and he repeats some of the things that he said to the president well he repeats and the, it because he had to and, and he, <laughs> he also talks like the president's an idiot and the, and the audience are laughing and clapping with him they're like he's saying it like it is Yeah, he's talking like a person a real person, a real person. He's, not, he's not a scummy politician or anything and
1: what was amazing about the sequence was that they built up him in the makeup booth getting ready you know and he's about to go out on stage but you're told that it's pre-recorded and it'll be shown at 10 o'clock so as soon as he cuts on stage chance is getting into the limo and, that's right and then he's watching himself on I, tv i really like some of those edits yeah like
0: sometimes the edits happen mid conversation yeah and it's just cuts to somewhere else it cuts to the president and his wife in bed oh and he's not able to have sex he's <laughs> distracted or impotent or you know something <laughs> yeah.
1: And she's just like, it's me, isn't it? It's, it's me. And it was so real, it was so real, so relatable because these are two normal people. Yeah. It's just the president and his wife and he's under so much stress, but she's she's gagging for it. <laughs> she's gagging for it. And, and Chance is watching himself and then the president's watching him. Uh, ben and Eve, they're watching him as well. And then it cuts back to Chance, you know, in the limo. And I just love the fact he just turned himself off. Yeah. And he, wanted
0: to watch something else. Uh, it endeared me to I me mean, so much more, yeah. you know. He just like, he doesn't care about he doesn't himself care. on TV, he just wants to watch something else. Yeah, well, yeah. I love it. But this is where the plot kind of opens up the crack that Palmer, who yeah. obviously met him at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knows he was in his house and now he's watching him on T V. Yeah. He's been addressed by the president and it's like, wait a minute. This doesn't add up. Yeah, yeah. And so you're like, okay, so this is where the plot line's going to start. The thread's going to start to come undone as yeah. the you know these movies tend to go well, that Well, Dr.
1: Way. Allenby had also been trying to find as much information as he could, and he got caught by the Secret Service agent. That's right, yes. So <laughs> then you get the two guys from The Thing getting suspicious over this. Oh <laughs>
0: yeah. It's great. And I mean, there's a moment towards the end of the film, isn't it, where the doctor's talking to him and he calls him Chance. Yeah. And he's like, yeah? Yeah. And he's like, so that is your name. And you are a gardener. And he's like, well, yeah, I've been saying it this whole time. (laughs) You know? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) But I I love the fact that the doctor doesn't go, I'm going to blow your cover. I'm going to tell the world. I've got the story. I'm going to break it. I'm going to, you know, all that. He's just like, you know what? I can see that you're... Because at that point, you could interpret Chance as being like a con artist. Like someone who's homeless, essentially, who has lied about his past and is now pretty much becoming an heir to the wealth of this house because he's also taking Ben's wife because (laughs) Ben's wife is now, Eve, is infatuated with Chance and is literally hanging on his arm, touching him, feeling him, getting close to him, confiding in him, sharing her emotions with him. And of course, Chance is not quite sure how to handle this or deal with this. He's never had to. He's very childlike. But what I do like is that Benjamin pretty much gives eve his blessings to yeah, know, yeah move yeah. on yeah, yeah. because i mean they're not having a sexual relationship no. anymore probably haven't for some time she still, knows loves, him. Yeah, she still loves him they're yeah absolutely absolutely a loving marriage mm. but you know they're i love the fact that they 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 know the inevitable it's, yeah, yeah, it's coming. yeah 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 they're not yeah. not tapping around it in any way so i i kind of really like that it's very odd it's something you don't see In many stories like this. Yeah. So I really, really like that.
1: I I love that too as well. I mean, Shirley MacLaine, I... I Wonderful actress. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of stuff of her in. But the fact I saw this, I'm like, absolutely fucking outstanding. Because like we said, throughout the movie, I kept waiting for somebody to be negative or horrible or hurt chance or do something that would ruin it all. And it, it... doesn't you know the, the relationship between chance and eve builds as she starts to trust him she starts to feel safer chance doesn't fucking feel anything it's, if there's a tv in the fucking room he's fucking watching it the room could be on fire he's watching the fucking tv to, to Eve, though, you know, she's got the rest of her life to think about. She's got the, her, her past life to, to think about, you know, this loving husband who's going to be passing away, you know. And so what is she going to do? How is she going to interact with him? And, you know, they go out on this kind of, uh, well, it's not really a date. They've got to go to this event thing. And Ben says, look, take chance. I want you to go with Eve. I want you to accompany her so that she's not on, on her own. And they go and you know she she's so excitable she has fun she is you know wanting to you know just let her hair down and go out chance though oh my god he's interacting with people like he doesn't even know russian no but he comes across as knowing it does he yeah, the I Russian mean, president the Russian guy just...
0: completely believes that he can speak Russian then the others are like yeah we you know the, the, the rumours spreading like oh, I hear Chance can speak nine languages What's nine languages he's, he's like a you know General... point, I wouldn't
1: be surprised <laughs> did you notice who was drinking with the Russian president no Karpatov uh, was the character's name but he's played by um, Elia Boskinan I think it is he's the landlord from Spider-Man <laughs> What? i know man i was going for it and i was just like nervous in this guy wow. and he's the like, landed he was just stood there drinking and i was just like oh man he that's why he's so pissed at peter parker Because right. chance got all the chance. <laughs> but they have such a great time and then they head back uh to the house and eve you know she she says to chance look i'm you know i, I feel really close to you and I, it's really hard for me not to spend all my time with you you know i'm slowly kind of falling in love with you and there's the moment where she comes into his room and she you know she she kind of tries it on with him and he doesn't reciprocate in not a nasty way he's just distracted. he's just oblivious to it well that and he's distracted by the tv right <laughs> um but she just like everybody else kind of just uh, you know assumes that he's trying to keep her at bay and she thanks him she's like i know now that i can trust myself around you yeah you know i was so afraid i was just gonna literally just throw myself at you exactly it's just everyone's
0: projections of, yeah. of themselves back you know onto him and then back at themselves yeah. it's like they're just it's like a mirror they being held up to themselves and that's why i'm like this comedy film has got so many layers oh, yeah. to it uh, that talks about the human spirit and soul and love yeah. and emotions and life and how you interact with other yeah, people. And, uh, yeah. While saying something about, you know, the American economy and, and, uh, and the, and the, the, the rich and wealthy, and it's got a lot to say, but it yeah. doesn't, it's kind of, it's, it's whimsical as well at the same time. So it keeps things light, Yeah, you know, because we're always seeing all of these things from chance's perspective i will say i mean the film is mostly rated pg in some parts of the world it's rated 15 and oh yeah it totally
1: should be a 15 uh
0: and it's i mean there's no nudity in the film however there is soon in in this moment in the film Mm. uh like a five minute masturbation sequence
1: yeah (laughs) which which when i read it obviously because i wiki'd it first because i had to understand how the movie worked when i read that i was like whoa, how is that going to come across? And so then when I was watching the film, it was kind of in my head of, that's going to be a masturbation sequence at some point. And I honestly thought, like, when they were at the party, this gay man comes up to um, Chance and they start having a a conversation. And this is what I absolutely loved about this film, that it, it didn't hide away from any taboos. Anything in real life, it was in there. You know, the racial stuff with Louise, when she sees Chance on TV and she's all pissed off. You know that Chance has got this chance because he's as dumb as two fucking boards. You know he doesn't know his white left privilege. His right. White privilege. You know white man in America can get anything. And you're like, you know what? Yeah, she, from her perspective, it absolutely looks that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but at the same time, kind of because <laughs> at that we, point in time as well, the yeah. other people have just assumed that Chance is a rich man because he's white and he's wearing these cool clothes. So let's yeah. do everything we can for him. And so I was like, oh my god, Jesus, that's a that's a bit tight, you know. And then then the sexual stuff with Shirley MacLaine and and chance meets this gay man at the event that they go to and the the gay man kind of is a bit infatuated by chance and he's like oh man if i could have my way i would take you right upstairs right now and chance is like is there a tv upstairs and the man's like i don't know could be i like to watch yeah and so the gay man's like well i'm gonna go get my friend warren that's it (laughs) (laughs) it's like he immediately just assumes then that chance will watch them have sex and it's a sexual gratification for that gay man more than it is for chance and, and I thought oh Jesus I'm going to watch a gay man masturbate on TV he, <laughs> he doesn't so I was alright kind of with that yeah, I I that's what it cuts to them in the limo going home yeah yeah that's it so
0: maybe it happened maybe it happened that's <laughs> it <laughs> but no we, we spend the masturbation scene with Shirley MacLaine who I mean we don't see us don't rigorously see fapping or anything no no you know it's very tastefully done yeah however you might want to turn the volume down <laughs> because some people might wonder what you're watching in there because she's quite loud she <laughs> it's makes so, some noises. it's so so funny though! She's <laughs> <Just laughs> rolling around on the floor on this rug. She's having fun. Chances. She's holding on to Chance for to help, you know, some stimulate her. Well, well, this is it because
1: he because because he was watching two people kiss on the TV when she came into the room. That's right. And so he immediately threw himself at her. So she thought, oh, we're we're totally going to do it now. And then the TV changed, and so Chance changed. You know, it wasn't showing two people kissing anymore. So he was going to watch on TV. And so she's just like, I don't know what you want from me. I don't know what 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 we're gonna do. And he and that's when he says, Well, I like to watch. He likes to watch fucking TV, you know. But she just goes, Oh oh okay and so then she starts to kind of come out of her shell completely, a little bit because she also confesses
0: that she's a shy she's person she's a shy person yeah but she gets to fully explore this sexual side of her that she's never been able to do before which is amazing for her oh. you know and a completely enlightening uh, experience yeah it's... and and, and Peter, Peter Sellers is on the fucking bed doing rolly polies and <laughs> shit. yeah <laughs> it's like again it's absurd comedy it's not like belly laugh out loud comedy but the, yeah. the whole situation is yeah uh, it's great it really is and uh it, it's a wonderful moment like the like a moment later they're on the balcony and she comes out to him yeah and shares all that
1: with, yeah, with she, him she says like I, I completely just felt open i feel better now i'm content you know i've kind of let go of this feeling which coincides with the fact that ben is is passing away this morning and we'd slowly watched it like he he'd he'd gone for the meal and he seemed all right and he'd spoken to the president but then you know he, well, it was his decision wasn't
0: it he told the doc
1: i don't stop want, yeah i don't want any more drugs i you know i've taken care of all loose ends and it was funny because he had that conversation with the doctor while he was still recording wasn't he yeah because and so and recorded... the doctor
0: was also about to go look i know who chance is now yeah yeah but he never actually told Ben, as he was passing, or don't believe,
1: no. like, like, what are you doing? Don't do not do this. That's like, it. this guy's
0: a nobody. Um, yeah. He just kept
1: kept the pretense. So ben I really liked that too. Yeah, Ben just kind of gives Chance like access to stuff. Like, not like Chance wants or anything, but Ben thinks exactly, be Yeah, be better for himself. If, and to make ben. sure that his wife's gonna,
0: you know, have, be looked after yeah, once he's yeah. gone.
1: And there's that moment where it's the doctor um, and it's Ben and it's Chance and Ben uh, Chance says to Ben like, are you going to die now? And Ben's just like, I think I might do. And he's so happy to have met Chance and he's so happy that they've spent some time. And his final words are, are like, tell Eve. And he just passes away. And the tears in Peter Sellers' eyes while he stood there, not crying.
0: Yeah, it's the most emotion we've seen, sort of, you know. Well, like... since the beginning
1: of the movie when yeah. he saw the old man. Yeah, and he does the and same he thing does again. the exact same yeah. thing. And like uh, right, uh and then he's just he turns to the doctor and he's like, I have to go tell Eve now. And you don't actually see that sequence. Yeah, it to the funeral, doesn't it? Yeah, to catch to the funeral, but yeah, I could only just imagine that like he's gone and he says it as blankly as he's <laughs> <first>, like <laughs> Eve, Ben is dead. And she would have fucking just broken <laughs> down and he would have gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just watch tv bless you, you know but then yeah it cuts to the funeral um the president's being a bit of a dick because he's just like ben didn't want a big funeral and you can hear these fucking jets across, <laughs> yeah. you know and there's all those people there and it just seems it seems it's big because the president wanted it big yeah um and then you get that amazing like, this whole, like, the whole movie for me had just been absolutely one fucking cracking amazing sequence after another cracking amazing fucking sequence. And this final fucking sequence with the funeral, like, they're all stood there. They're all upset. Eve is looking absolutely heartbroken. And Chance just fucks off. Yeah, he's just, uh,
0: he, just he just walks off into the woods. He
1: just walks off because obviously he's oblivious. This is Chance. But you have all those guys carrying the coffin and they have a small whispering conversation about how they want to get rid of the president at the moment because they don't think he's doing a very good job.
0: But they also know that his ratings are up ever since his encounter with Chance. Yes. So they're like, well, we need to get Chance involved with the president and he'll get
1: reelected." elected But he's got we'll no get- past. He's, and and then there's no yeah. one like, oh, but the past can kill him, He's a being man.
0: investigated by 16 different countries. <laughs> it's just like, it's incredible, this knock-on effect that he's had in the world. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, He walks off into the woods, and he nurtures a a dying tree there, or a tree that's you know that's uh, leaning over. Yeah. And uh, and it's it's probably one of the most profound final thirty seconds of a movie uh, in memory, where he uh, he just starts walking across water. Yeah. How? What does that mean? Now there are possibly like. Uh, you know, I think there's, there's a lot but I, like, I, I just I, I, rec- need re- I reckon there's a, a slew of interpretations yeah, 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 uh, for, yeah, for this yeah. sequence uh, because mostly I think it's a shock you know for the audience to be like now, obviously, the mo- the most famous of walking on water is the biblical version. So I'm like, well, is he an angel? Is he sent from above? You know, was he put here to help these people at this moment in, in yeah, their exactly. lives?
1: Did, has he died, like, there? Or and did he ghost? die
0: right at the beginning of the film and all this is a dream? Because everything that's happened to him is so spectacular. Oh, wow, I didn't you even, know? even think of you that. Know, from, like, from being homeless to then all of a sudden being in like sitting with the president, being on TV, yeah. mixing with the wealthiest people in the world, getting a girlfriend or whatever. It's like a narrative this wealth like it's fantastical like this trajectory it's kind of forrest gump like you know yes yes, yeah it's kind of incredible uh so i mean that's one one interpretation now i think um for me Mm. uh i i like to believe that he was walking on water the entire movie
1: you know and
0: uh and that is then the penny dropping for us as an audience because The thing is, we know he's a fish out of water the entire time. And so then the jokes on us at the final moment of the film, we're just like, I've been had, you know, or something. It's just, uh, but it's a profound moment then for us as an audience, like it has been for those that met Chance in the film. Yeah. Uh, I think it's uh, I think it's absolutely wonderful. I, yeah. Now, another, I was hoping he hadn't died at the end. Exactly. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, an, another another sort of interpretation uh, you could think of, and it's a more practical one. Yeah. Is that like he has the, he's lucky, you know, he's he, he's yeah. got the, all these chances and he's super lucky. Yeah. And that because he you watch him put the umbrella down. Yeah. You're like, yeah. it's really deep. It's like really he, deep. So why is he not sinking? And just maybe by chance, he's literally just walking on elevated stones in there. That, that he, we that we he doesn't know we're even there. And we didn't like, know. Like he's yeah. oblivious to the yeah. fact that he could fall in there. Yeah. So therefore he's not. It's. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's it's kind of like the coyote chasing the roadrunner. You know, he doesn't fall.
1: Yeah. Until he realizes he should he, fall. He should fall. Yeah. Uh,
0: and so that's why and chance it, doesn't
1: fall. And in a way, chance is never really gonna he's never going to fall because he's never the penny's never going to drop. Yeah. There's always going to be somebody there. Yeah. To 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 take a chance on him to keep <laughs> him going and. So, yeah, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, oh, ending. Um, now,
0: here's another thing, because the, the film's not quite over. Like, the credits are rolling. Yes. But Chance, but Peter Sellers, is still mm. on screen, breaking character. Like, guffing his lines. He's unable to complete this scene It's not actually in the film. Yeah. And uh, in, in this rolls right to the end credits. Uh, right to the end. Um, and uh, Peter Sellers advocated to have this removed. He was distraught that the, the studio thought this was a good idea, because... The spell of the movie is immediately shattered at that moment in time. I didn't feel that. Like, it's not chance you're seeing on screen anymore. This is what Peter says. Well, you're not seeing chance. You're seeing me. No. And that shouldn't be me there. That's like, what are you doing, movie? And he believes that's the reason why he was unfortunately didn't win, like, best actor at that year, because the spell was broken. So the movie, like, you were reminded then of a movie. It was a movie you know and so i understand that and so in yeah. some versions it is just white text on a black background or, or or vice versa but now it's so many years later i honestly like laugh and cry yeah knowing that like pierce had left this world soon after this film was finished as yeah. well and so it's uh it's kind of bittersweet in a way
1: i'm i'm glad i got to see the sequence because gary and i were saying it, like we we've kind of been spoiled you know, with us growing up, we've watched movies, that a lot of movies do do that. They yeah, do it was put, very
0: uncommon. Yeah, they do put the, in the outtakes 70s. at
1: the end and things like that. And I've always loved it. I mean, Jackie Chan's done it. The Jackass movies have done it. Comedy movies have done it's it. It's mostly comedies that would. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, because they're showing it. And that's what I loved about it. Because... Because yeah, we didn't actually get him to see the do this speech because he says to the doctor in there, you know, it's a black doctor, and he got you know, the message from some some black people on the street, and he's just like, "Do you know Raphael?" And the guy's like, "I don't think so." And he's like, "Oh well, I have a message for you." And so then when you hear the message. I just love the fact that Peter Sellers was doing his best to deliver this message just like Chance would. But he kept bursting into laughter because it's so funny. (laughs) And what makes this outtake even so much fucking better is that the final one, he finally manages to do the whole line without cracking up. And it's the guy in the background who fucking cracks up. (laughs) It
0: was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking awesome. Oh, there are so many great scenes in the film. Yeah, uh, What were your favourites?
1: Man, I had so many that after a while I had to just stop marking them because I was just like, I'd be here all fucking day. I mean, just that, that moment where he steps out of the house, I was massively shocked that he was just on like some normal kind of street that you would find in any neighbourhood in America, I suppose. Like, I don't know I've never been to America but what I'm saying is just like it wasn't like a mansion in the middle of some giant you know estate somewhere he literally just walked out and it was run down from what we'd seen inside the house of how well kept it was how well kept the garden was how well kept chance was to then step out into the real world it was a real shock the 2001 remix music kicking in as well was just absolutely outstanding the you know the 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 meeting of the old lady in the street if he won if she'd make him food the gang that he crosses who threaten him with the knife A small bit of trivia there for yeah. you
0: is uh, one of the the kids there was actually would be the future bassist of the Ullman brothers band oh, right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um i loved that shot of him walking up the middle of the road
0: uh, it's my favorite with shot in the, the movie <laughs> fucking,
1: with the with the 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 capital building united in States the background. Capitol building the, he's central
0: s- to the frame it was traffic so beautiful oh
1: man and you watch the whole you walk just watch yeah. him just it's walk great. up with the music building and all that kind of stuff um, when he's watching tv in the limo and he's drinking brandy for the first time i thought that was absolutely cracking um you know, the, the, the elevator conversations were funny as hell. They just break it up because as he every time he goes back to the elevator, he's just so in shock because he's never seen anything like that before. Does it have a television? <laughs> no. When he meets Ben for the first time, and he's getting the x-ray done, and it's just Peter Sellers in his pants. Right. (laughs) You know, I honestly, because it just come off the back of Dr. Allenby injecting him, I thought, oh, chance has decided he's not going to wear pants anymore. And then they got the x-ray machine out. I was like, oh, right, okay. (laughs) No, they're actually doing something medical. Like I said, that, that dinner shot really caught me off guard because I'd never noticed any shot, like a lot of the times when we talk about films everything's got to be perfect, everything's got to be in shot, everything's got to be lit well and stuff like that, and bang, here's how Ashby blocking off the main actor and you can just see the four characters that you've just seen, like did he accidentally do that? Did he intentionally do that? Yeah. I, I don't know.
0: Small bit of trivia there for you as well is that uh, director Hal Ashby also has a cameo appearance in the film. Oh, does he? Uh, before Chance goes uh, on TV, uh, there's a sort of a an office meeting space. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy behind the filing cabinets, that's the director there. Just right. Just sort of looking
1: over and going, what's going on? What's going on over there? <laughs> Smoking cigars and he just can't get his lip yeah <laughs> he's watching ben do it and chop it but he just can't and i just kept expecting him to light it and then be like hoo, hoo, hoo. and he just never did he just never got around to it until ben started talking about this trust fund getting a telephone call you know and being interviewed over the phone and just well the way peter sellers just de- delivers his lines and shuts the reporter down like he, d- he doesn't intentionally do it but everything he does kind of keeps him safe because people misinterpret it you know, like like I said, the reporter, the report. Any normal person would be like, "Oh yeah, I'll tell you everything about my meeting with the president." And yeah, Chance is like, "I'm sorry, what? Well, I'm too busy watching this lady exercise." Him in the car, you know, watching himself on TV and then just flicking the channel over. I I thought that was so Chance. That was such his character. It fed into it, and so then when he comes back and everyone's so happy about what he said, he's like, <laughs> right? <laughs> what? <laughs> I know it kind of comes across, maybe a bit racial stuff, but I think that's actually the point, and that's Louise having a go at the TV when she sees Chance on TV, you know, white man America and all of this, and you know how he's getting everything. It really made. Like, it really made me feel for her as a character. And I I kept thinking that she was going to turn up at some point and, you know... Break the spell as well. Break the spell, ruin it and stuff like that. But she she doesn't. So which it's kind of nice that she doesn't want to hurt him. You know, yeah, she hates America and the way it's represented and stuff like that. But she also kind of understands that there's no way Chance could have got there by just himself. Because he Mm -hmm. wasn't that smart. He just... He got there because other people, I suppose. The FBI... And the CIA having a go over not being able to find any information on chance. And the president getting so pissed off, he goes and all his eggs. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to poach today, please. <laughs> I, just, I love that. And then that coincides with chance eating breakfast in bed. And then Shirley MacLaine, Eve coming in and trying her way with him. And he's just oblivious watching TV, trying to eat his toast. And so she kind of... Because she pushes everything out the way of us to try to make it all sexual. You know, Mr. Rogers in the background, it was kind of weird, You're right? right. <laughs> and then because he doesn't do anything, she kind of moves the tree back to his legs and puts his plant, his flower back up yeah. and leaves into it. And he just carries on eating eating <laughs> the fucking toast. Um, the drunk uh, Spider Man landlord standing in the background listening to the <laughs> Russian president talk to Chance. I just, it, he just looks so young and it made me want to go back and watch him hate on Peter Parker. Like Gary and I both said, seeing Doc Copper and Palmer standing in a bar drinking, talking about how they're suspicious about some other guy was just really point. <laughs> <ironic. laughs> I know. <laughs> and I'm just like, I know I'm a sucker for the thing, but these two guys were really, really good. Like Alan B and Franklin, they're, they're once again, they're characters you think are going to come along and ruin it and break the spell and stuff like that. But in a weird way, they can or they won't. You know, because they haven't got the information and they don't even know where to start trying to hurt Chance, even if they did. They just know that he's a gardener who was living in a house for an incredibly long time and now he's out. Right. That's it. The the masturbation sequence, I think, was just really, really well filmed. I mean... A, very tasteful, yeah. Very tasteful. Like, going, going away from the fact that, you know, as soon as you say mas- masturbation, people go... Aah! It's like... Yeah, I kind, of, I kind of think we all did it at some point. But what I'm saying is is that there's imagery that you see in your head. And then when you see it on TV, Hal Ashby filmed it incredibly well. Yeah. Shirley MacLaine acted it incredibly well. A bit trivia for you. Not her. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: no. Well, apparently they had to film that sequence 17 times. Really? Yeah, now, I don't know whether it's because they... I don't know whether it's because they wanted to make sure that they got the most tasteful edits. Yeah, uh, or uh, Or to make sure they got the right angles or whether she wasn't able to perform or do it or, or all of the difference. I don't know. All I know is that there's a bit of trivia
1: that says it took 17 takes. Well, if it did, it worked incredibly well, even so to the point that Chance gets on the bed and starts doing aerobics. And I was just laughing. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't turned on or turned off or, or feeling awkward. This was a woman whose husband was dying and she just did something that she felt comfortable with and Peter Sellers just ignored it. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Sort of explore. And when any explorer goes slow. <laughs> <Right>. Let's move <laughs> now <of> this exercise. Knee <sighs> to the chest. Um, and, and my final sequence has to be the outtake sequence at the end. Like it was just nice to see Peter Sellers working you know, he's trying to be this character. I I think more films should do this. Like they should at least have outtake sequences for people when they go to see a film to remember that you are just watching a film you know, it's just, I mean, they usually are like bonus features, but it's weird to see it actually in, in I, the film. That's yeah. it. I'd like to see it at the end of the film. I'd like to have gone to see Justice League and see Batman, Ben Affleck, fuck up his lines a little bit. So I'd be like, oh, that's all right. The movies you know, the movie is what it is. You, know, you mean like, he's not really Batman? Oh, no, <laughs> it's, it's all fake, man. It's all fake. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, I could go yeah. on for hours. Yeah.
0: I'll, I'll try to keep mine uh, short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, the profound line that he has in the film, though. And that is that um, as long as the roots are not severed, all is well and all will be well in the garden. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you know, it's uh, it works on so many ways and so many levels. So and, many uh, levels and that's yeah. what happens in the film. And uh, that, that works. You already mentioned the sequence where he's walking uh, through the traffic yeah, literally yeah. in the center of the frame. I love that shot. I think it's my favorite visual uh, in the film. Uh, really, really striking. Uh, it's the sequence, again, going back to the, the dinner table where uh, um, they're like, what what do you have, Chance? And he's like, well, I have the clothes and I've got the room upstairs. Oh, and yeah. He, Chance is talking literally about the room that he's sleeping in upstairs, whereas Benjamin interprets it as heaven, you yeah. know, the, the the good place, the beyond. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and he's like, no, my boy, you don't want to be talking about that room yet. And so I was like, that was, again, again, a misunderstanding of, of the meanings. Yeah. But it comes across uh, so, so well. And it it lets you know where both these characters are coming from, because one's on Death's Door as well. Yeah. So yeah, great, great, great dialogue. Great, great scene. The sequence where the president keeps saying, by chance, have you? And <laughs> chance keeps interrupting, but going, yes, yes. Great. I mean, there's, there's, there's not many like i said like obvious jokes in the yeah, film yeah yeah but yeah. there are moments like that that just catch you off guard yeah. and there's another one as well right at the beginning of the film um you know there's this moment where, uh, where where palmer and his wife's walking around the house and he's talking about the car in the garage and he's leaning on it yeah like he's really proud of this car and i imagine that was what the, the owner of that car probably would have stood like yeah you know, yeah, yeah. Leaned on yeah. The car, like proud of the car and we see him dusting it near the beginning of the film but there's like a two seconds it's on frame where he's dusting the wheels, and you realise that all the tyres are completely flat. Yeah, you know, you just like it, it's it, all of that sort of imagery starts to sink in more and more as it goes on, like you know, his obliviousness to it. But yeah, cr- great little comedy moment there. Yeah, I think also yeah, just the him with the with the gag with the TV remote like going up here you know, when he's about to be mugged or whatever with a guy with a knife he's yeah. trying to turn the channel when he turns the channel when he's in the limo all the times where he's watching tv like i said the person who did all that research and got all of that footage to put it in there those moments really really worked ian
1: do you recommend being there i i honestly don't believe there is a better movie out there that i could ever recommend over this film i really feel like actually watching this film's kind of changed my view on movies totally to the point where this is at least got to be in my top five or probably even maybe my top three greatest movies of all time wow simply simply because it's it's smart it's fun it doesn't hit you in the face with moral messages. It doesn't smack you in the face for not noticing certain things. You just honestly follow Peter Sellers all the way through. And and I've seen the Pink Panther movies and I thought he was really good in that because I love that type of comedy. And then I watched him in this and I'm like, well, oh, fuck the Pink Panther movies, mate. How did, you, how did this ever slip past me? It's because people look at it and go, oh that doesn't look interesting well that's on you as a film watcher and if that's on you that's your choice but you you honestly can't walk around telling people a movie is good or bad unless you actually know really know what is good and what is bad i have seen some utter fucking tripe in my goddamn time so i know my buyers are well fucking low but then when I find a movie that I've never heard of and it's just so good the bar just immediately goes through the fucking roof (laughs) I mean even if Palmer and Doc Copper weren't in this film I'm sure it would still be absolutely amazing the fact that they are makes me want to go and watch the thing and laugh my ass off all the way fucking through I don't care Peter Sellers is absolutely outstanding in this every actor that works with him in every sequel in every single sequence is just as absolutely amazing like i said the, crypt- uh, the like i said the script is smart the delivery is fucking perfect everything the camera shots are just wow knowing full well is the guy from Harold and Maud i mean you already probably knew that i was going to be fucking jumping all over this movie so go go and see it well go now Yes, I'm
0: also most certainly going to be recommending Being There. Uh, This is a must-watch recommendation. It's a wonderful film with a fascinating story, rich characters, and the brilliant Peter Sellers, who gives his best performance as both an actor and comedy legend. On a surface level, the film is a whimsical comedy that follows a series of assumptions leading to an illiterate homeless gardener to meetings with the US president and influencing the wealthy elite and appearing on TV and being celebrated as being incredibly profound and wise where we as the audience understand that chance is a toll fish out of water, which is where the comedy comes from. However, there are numerous deeper meanings that upon... The final moments of the film give a different perspective that's incredibly thought-provoking and still has people discussing to this day. Hal Ashby has created some cinematic masterpieces and this might just be his greatest accomplishment on film. It's captivating right to the very end with great pacing, editing and stellar cinematography packed with a brilliant supporting cast who made these scenes so memorable. On top of that, the film has a certain charm, a simple innocence that feels so rare in modern films that makes this film stand out so much for me personally, that I hope you get to enjoy this classic. A must watch. And I like to watch. Life is a state of mind. Thanks for watching Off The Shelf Reviews.
1: I like to watch Eve. What do you mean, you like to watch? I like to watch.